Gnosticism. 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 No, it's Gnosis. I, for a reason that you'll understand later, we are calling it Gnosticism. All right. Yeah. I decided that already. That's okay. why I wrote Gnosticism. Kind of like MK Ultra. I appreciate the, uh, the meeting beforehand yeah. where you told me that. Yeah, no, no, no. But kind of like MK Ultra. Do we have a yeah. meeting for that? Yeah, we no, do. I just, no, I just put it down. I just yeah, put no. MK Ultra. You're right. So for this one, it's Gnosticism. All right. Yeah. I'm down. I'm with the program. It makes sense later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shit. Uh, so pretty much nobody listening to this knows what Gnosticism is. I do not. But the best part not of really. that, But the best part of that is really nobody knows what Gnosticism is. Secret knowledge. Yeah. And... The only thing we really know is what the Roman Catholic Church and other biblical scholars have written about what Gnosticism believed. Because by and far, almost all of their texts were burned, destroyed, and they were killed as heretics. Right. It's St. Thomas Aquinas or something like that, right? That's where we get a lot of the... Um, well, there's the... No, there's the... Well, it's Dionys Dionysus. Uh, the the Gospel of Thomas is like one of the Gnostic books. And okay. that's where Jesus talks about how... like. The kingdom of heaven is within you, and like once he who realizes that the that the inside and the outside are one and the same will not experience death, like shit like that. Right. I'm paraphrasing right. a little bit, but that's pretty much Still it. Was like read the supposedly the gospel of Thomas is like the secret shit that Jesus only told to his direct disciples, right? Because he had his um. I mean, I I remember learning all of that, and that you know Jesus had his inner circle, his outer circle. The twelve apostles were just was just yeah. one layer, but they didn't put that in the Bible, especially since the Roman not Catholic directly, Church. But they talked a lot, like Peter, um, you know, I think, but John, and then oh, I can't remember where the third. Like he had three disciples that were like his most beloved ones, you know, like his inner circle, which he told his like secret teachings to. I remember learning that. Yeah. And so that's what the Gospel of Thomas is supposed to be. It's like the uh, the secret teachings that uh, right that Jesus never heard. like Jesus heard about it and nobody else heard about it. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, shit. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so the Gospel of Thomas is where we get some of the, like the Christian information about what like um or the early Christian church information about what Gnosticism was. Because Gnosticism oh, no, was sort no, of not even run that. out, right? Like, the, like uh, it, was, it was banned or something? Yeah, and they killed the Gnostics, most of them burned yeah. them in the stake. They were basically Christian mystics. They were Christians right. who it wanted, was, they were like, we want through extreme fasting, like Jesus did in the Bible, or through like um, meditation, right. chanting, or uh, in yet a lot of mystic Wasn't cases, it, psychedelics. It was it was the um, the the main separation or difference between. They wanted direct mystical experience right. through psychedelics. They you could know God. Yes. You could know God. Gnosis. Yes. Like yeah. whereas the Knowing. others believe that you had to have faith. If if you uh, if anyone has seen God and thinks that he understands him, then what he has seen must not have been God, but a lesser creature. 
Like the, I remember that's a quote. I, I can't remember from who, but well, yeah. And you and the one thing you'll notice the further we go into this and talk about this is the Roman Catholic Church just really wanted to have power. Right. I mean, they were the ones that picked what books were in the Bible. Like this was a big old power grab, and the Gnostics lost because kind of like what Alan Watts talks about, where it's like, uh, and this is offensive to some, and I don't even necessarily agree with it, but it's the, uh, and actually it's not even a great comparison because the Gnostics actually still believe in Jesus from what I can tell, but what Alan Watts said is like they wanted to put Jesus on a pedestal to where we all don't all realize we're the son of God. The Roman Catholic Church just basically like tried to m make everybody. Right. Yeah, and and it's a... I mean, really, what it was, it was more of a political thing. I mean, it was it was just it was a the Roman nationalizing Church religion. Grab. Yeah, they were using it as a as a manipulation tool, not even really caring about what. Well, the Romans also yeah realized that shit like these Christian this Christian religion is spreading like wildfire, and right. the more we try to fight it, the more it keeps working. So we just need to all it. become Christian, right? And that's where the Vatican came comes in, and right, the power. They picked, yeah, they picked what books were in the Bible. Sixty six, ironically, which I think is a little suspicious <laughs> um but yeah um so yeah like i said nobody really knows about narcissism because they destroyed all the books and it pisses me off when i hear i'm just basically all the backgrounders i'm about to play and before we talk about narcissism are people who really don't know what narcissism about they don't know what it's about they just are like oh um all the writings we have about narcissism say this is what they believed but if you actually look into it even though it's like considered historical fact, most of these writings from like theologians, they admit like, well, yeah, this is what the Roman Catholic Church was writing about Gnostics. Wow. So what we have might have even been propaganda from a government yes. at that time. There are a few. Wow. There are a few actual Gnostic writings that survived because they were all burned and yeah, the Gnostics some, were killed. Right? Yeah, there's some, but like the main problem is everything we know about what gnostics believed is what the people that were murdering gnostics as heretics the catholic church were saying about gnostics and this is actually um before the per like straight up persecution of gnostics they were evolving like the gnostics were around like within 30 years of jesus just like right the christian religion like they, they grew up the alongside each other but it wasn't until things christianity got huge that the gnostics were like you guys have to fucking go Right. It was the it was the salvation by faith like concept that came out of like that early church and they like the gnostics were like they they may have believed that Jesus was divine but mm -hmm. they did not necessarily believe believe that he was the only way you could know God. And yeah. I believe like that's part of the reason they ended up killing them all off, right? Yeah. And it, like there was a handful of like Christian gnostics um Gnostic scholars like for the founding fathers so you, if so you if you want to put it that way but uh all of them like even like when you look into specific guys it's it's almost all what Wait. did the what it's almost all like what did someone else say about what they believed because yeah. their actual writings pretty much all got destroyed right right it's 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 a game of telephone yeah but that being said let's hear uh let's hear the some Gnosticism backgrounders. All right, sounds good. Original sin, the Immaculate Conception, heresy. These are all concepts we associate with Christianity. 
yet they were actually developed in response to a religious ideology that grew alongside the early Christian church. In Gnosticism, from Nag Hammadi to the Gospel of Judas, you'll discover how the emerging Orthodox Church formed many of its most central doctrines in response to Gnostic ideas, despite branding Gnosticism as heretical. Gnosticism, I think, tries to answer profound questions. Why is there evil and suffering in this world? Why do I sometimes feel like this world is not my true home? Gnostics considered the God of Genesis to be an imperfect divine being. Gnostic myths were often modified over time. Yeah, so hmm. chunks of that are are like, well, it's really it's really so much hearsay, like I said, with Gnosticism. But well, chunks chunks of that are confirmed. And that's honestly sounded like it might have been something Christian or something like that, like a Christian perspective on Gnosticism. Yeah, you know. and then um, like if you you can find Christian educational videos about just about any religion, and it's always you know if you if you ask one religion their perspective of another religion, it's it's usually pretty skewed. So, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And um, yeah, it's Craig, just, explain what the core beliefs again are of Gnosticism, why it's not Christianity, Gnosticism. what the core beliefs are of Christianity, and then take this back to. Da Vinci, why he's wrong. Okay, the uh, Gnostic view fractures the Godhead into two gods, a good God above and an evil God that's made the earth. This evil God is none other than the God of the Old Testament, it's Yahweh. And so the world, the created world, is considered irredeemably evil. It can't be saved, it's going to be destroyed, it's going to perish. The human body is part of this evil. In fact, the human body is a prison house that keeps uh, the enlightened spark trapped. And so the idea is to escape this prison house, certainly not redeem it. That's Gnosticism. In fact, it not only has a different God, it has a completely different view of Jesus. It has a completely different set of books that are regarded as authoritative. So that was from a Christian TV show talking about Gnosticism. It's very now, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like... Um, Terrence McKenna. I thought I heard some inaccurate stuff in there, though. Yeah, well, that's the thing about like you really aren't going to find one. Like you'll did they, see. Did they gen, did they actually believe that uh, the world was evil? Like that? Yeah, that it, immaterial. The, uh, like Terrence McKenna is, said, like the Gnostics believed the world was made by a mad god, a ruthless, insane god, ruthless, insane, a sadistic god. god, and that he was actually okay. a demon trying to like it's a. Uh, actually, you know, let me do a sidebar real quick. Okay. This is going to be on the fly, but I actually have this movie on my laptop. Uh, the ending of Waking Life. Oh, my God. Such a good movie. Dude, anyone oh. listening, do yourself a favor. Stop listening to this right now and go watch Waking Life. Dude, I told, I called into Alex Jones show, and I, while I was talking to Alex, I was like, do yourself a favor, buddy. Spark you up a doobie. Watch Waking Life. It's Alex Jones. Honestly, greatest I'm not an evangelist. I used to be a Christian evangelist. I used to go door to door witnessing. I used to try to save people from the uh, consequences of hell. Um, but uh, did you this get any is of the only did thing it, I'll evangelize about now. Well, you can't give a cliffhanger like that. Did you save any of them? Of course. Good. 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 Absolutely. Good. 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 Can save myself though. Man overboard. Oh shit! Waking Life. All right. Let me skip to the. I know there's a part in here. I know this is on the fly, but like it may remind me of it because now we're talking about what the Gnostics believed as far as the creator of the universe. 
Right. Well, and also the nature of reality. Like the, that, that's one thing I do want to talk about a little bit more is, is, is whether or not they viewed like the material world, our bodies as actual like evil or, or as something corrupt. I get out and I'm getting hit by. Here we go. Yeah, I can edit this as needed. I think I do. So this is at the end. Uh, main dude. This is this direct. This guy Alex Jones in. It's got Ethan Hawke and a bunch of other nobodies. And it's directed by the dude that did Dazed and Confused. Richard Linklater, I think. Yeah. And so at the end, Richard Linklater is the last character, the guy from the boat car at the beginning. He's here playing pinball right now. That's right. I love this. Yeah. Philip K. Dick was actually had a lot to say about not. That's where a lot of what I learned about Gnosticism is from. Was Philip K. Dick. Oh, I remember this. Hey, man. Hey. Weren't you in the boat car? You know, the the guy guy with the hat gave me a ride in his his car boat thing and you were in the back seat with me i mean i'm not saying you don't know what you're talking about but i don't know what you're talking about well, see you guys let me off at this like, really specific spot that you gave him directions to let me off at i get out ended up getting hit by a car but then i just woke up because i was dreaming and later than that i found out that i was still dreaming dreaming that i'd woken up oh yeah those are called false awakenings i used to have those all the time yeah but i'm still in it now I, I can't get out of it. It's been going on forever. I keep waking up, but but I'm just waking up into another dream. I'm starting to get creeped out, too. Like, I'm talking to dead people, this woman on TVs telling me about how death is this dream time that exists outside of life. I mean, I'm starting to think that I'm dead. I want to tell you about a dream I once had. I know that's, you know, when someone says that, that's usually you're in for a very boring next few minutes. And you might be, but it sounds like, you know, what else are you going to do, right? Anyway, <laughs> I read this essay by Philip K. Dick. What, you read it in your dream? No, no, I read it before the dream. It was the preamble to the dream. It was about that book, um, Flow My Tears, The Policeman Said. Do you know that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he won an award for that one. Right, right. That's the one he wrote really fast. It just like flowed right out of him. He felt he was sort of channeling it or something. But anyway, about four years after it was published, he was at this party and he met this woman who had the same name as the woman character in the book. And she had a boyfriend with the same name as the boyfriend character in the book. And she was having an affair with this guy, you know, the chief of police. And he had the same name as the chief of police in his book. So she's telling him every, you know, all this stuff from her life and everything she's saying is right out of his book. So that's really freaking him out, but you know, what can he do? And then shortly after that, he was going to mail a letter and he saw this kind of um, you know, dangerous, shady looking guy standing by his car. But instead of avoiding him, which he, you know, he said he usually would have done, he just walked right up to him and said, can I help you? And the guy said, yeah, I, I ran out of gas. So he pulls out his wallet and he hands him some money, which he says he you know, never would have done. And then he gets home and he thinks, well, wait a second. This guy, you know, he can't get to a gas station. He's out of gas. So he gets back in his car. He goes, finds the guy, takes him to the gas station. And as he's pulling up at the gas station, he realizes, hey, this is in my book too. 
this exact station, this exact guy, everything. So this whole episode is, is kind of creepy, right? And he's telling his priest about it, you know, describing how he wrote this book and then four years later all these things happened to him. And as he's telling it to him, the priest says, that's the book of Acts. You're describing the book of Acts. And he's like, I've never read the book of Acts. So he, you know, goes home and reads the book of Acts and it's like, you know, uncanny. You know, even the characters' names are the same as in the Bible. And the book of Acts takes place in 50 AD when it was written, supposedly. So Philip K. Dick had this theory that time was an illusion and that we were all actually in 50 AD. And the reason he had written this book was that he had somehow momentarily punctured through this illusion, this veil of time. And what he had seen there was what was going on in the book of Acts. And he was really into uh, Gnosticism and this idea that this demiurge or demon had created this illusion of time to make us forget you know, that Christ was about to return and the kingdom of God was about to arrive. And that we're all in 50 AD and there's someone trying to make us forget, you know, that, you know, God is imminent. And that's what time is. That's what all of history is. It's just kind of this continuous, um, you know, daydream or distraction. And so I read that and I was like, well, that's weird. And then that night I had a dream and there was this guy in the dream who was supposed to be a psychic. But I was skeptical. I was like, yeah, he's not I'm going to have to clip a lot of this out. And then I didn't realize how long this is. Good. Like levitating up to the ceiling. And as I almost go through the roof, I'm like, okay, Mr. Psychic, I, I believe you. You're a psychic. Put me down, please. And I float down. And as my feet touch the ground, the psychic turns into this woman in a green dress. And this woman is Lady Gregory. Now, Lady Gregory was Yeats's patron, this you know Irish person. And though I'd, I'd never seen her image, I was just sure that this was the face of Lady Gregory. So we're walking along and Lady Gregory turns to me and says, let me explain to you the nature of the universe. Now Philip K. Dick is right about time, but he's wrong that it's 50 AD. Actually, there's only one instant and it's right now and it's eternity. And it's an instant in which God is posing a question. And that question is basically, do you wanna, you know, be one with eternity? Do you wanna be in heaven? And we're all saying, no, thank you. Not just yet. <laughs> no and thanks. so time uh, is actually just longer. this constant Sorry. saying no to God's invitation. I mean, that's what time is. I mean, and it's no more 50 not, AD not than yet. it's 2001. You know, I mean, there's just this one instant and that's what we're always in. And then she tells me that actually this is the narrative of everyone's life. That, you know, behind the phenomenal difference, there is but one story. And that's the story of moving from the no to the yes. All of life is like, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. And then ultimately it's, yes, I give in. Yes, I accept. Yes, I embrace. I mean, that's the journey. I mean, everyone gets to the yes in the end, right? Right. So we continue walking. And uh, my dog... All right, that's bit the Gnosticism bit. Wow. Uh, very powerful. Yeah. If you can really track with all that. I mean, it was a long bit, but it was yeah. very... Well, uh, I, very deep there. I'm going to edit some of that up. Yeah, I get that. Um, so, yeah, w uh, Waking Life, can't recommend that one enough. But the uh, the ending there is actually a what I would say from what I've researched, a more honest summary of Gnosticism than you're going to get from a lot of people. For real. I, um, I was literally about to actually, it's kind of funny, I was about to comment and say, like before the clip had ended, I was about to say, you know, I think that... Uh, this theory sounds pretty interesting, but it sounds like he got 
time wrong. So I say, I, it sounds like somebody's having a fever dream about 50 AD oh, and trying well, to yeah, convince he me actually, that uh, that's actually later reality. on in the thing. He says when Richard Link, or uh, yeah, when he's talking, when Linklater's telling his story, he's like, that's what he said. Lady Gregory told him. He's like, I know. Now, yeah. yeah and that's what I'm saying. And then she says the exact thing I was about yeah. to comment and say. And oh, it I, got you, like, I got you. He said, Phil, like literally the exact same way I phrased it in my head. She says, you know, Philip K. Dick was right about a lot there, except time. Yeah, we're that's not the, 50 that's the exact objection yeah. I was about to raise. Oh, I got you. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah, that uh, also just like it's a less heretical version because even in that Philip K. Dick's version of what the Gnostics believe, they were waiting on, they thought a demon created this reality to make us forget that Christ is imminent. Right. That's not the narrative of what the Gnostics believe from any Christian when you talk to them. They think that like the serpent, the serpent in the Garden of Eden was actually uh, an angel of God or whatever God, and he what? was trying to the wake. The serpent was supposed to be Lucifer, not according to the Gnostics. Oh, okay. If you believe what the what Christians, Christians say, say about, about the Gnostics, Gnostics. okay, yeah. gotcha. But it could go either way. They might be right, but I just haven't. It's just hard to tell. Like it, it's all, it's all, like I, almost everything you know about Gnosticism, like I said, is from somebody else telling you about it. Well, we can at least nail out some of the different views on it and say this is what the Christians believe. This is what the secularists believe. You know, whatever. Right. Um, here's the end of the Christian. Might take a, TV an old saying and change it. it a bit. If it doesn't look like a duck, if it doesn't quack like a duck, if it doesn't walk like a duck, you know what? It probably isn't a duck. And so I don't think uh, Christian Gnosticism is a meaningful term. If it's truly Gnostic, it isn't Christian. If it's truly Christian, it isn't Gnostic. And I think some of the scholars in the discussion these days are muddying the waters and making it confusing for the public when they hear talk about Gnostic Christianity or all these different kinds of Christianities. If Jesus isn't seen as God's son, if the true God is not the God of the Old Testament and the Judeo-Christian heritage, then we're talking about something else. It isn't Christianity anymore. Yeah, so wow. that... so rigid. Yeah, that is um, definitely... If someone was going to argue from the Christian perspective against Gnosticism, that's a good argument to make. Because right. fundamentally, even from the confirmed Gnostic texts we have, there are definite variations from Christianity. Yeah, it's, it's a basically a completely different religion. Yeah, almost. but it but was still is, based because, on the people that were watching Jesus's uh, speeches and all that. Yeah, it all really depends because that man stuff, and you're talking to me about this, you're talking to a guy who was a devout, devout Christian for 18 right. years, so I've got so much stuff in the back of my head about all this. Um, uh, but I mean, it also depends on on your perspective on Christianity. The only reason he's that that he's using that argument is because he holds such rigid beliefs about certain doctrines and certain theologies within Scripture. If you take some of the words of Jesus and you translate them from the original Greek and and you just take it at its word, as many of these like fundamentalists do with most of the Bible, um, he says in certain passages, "You are God. You are sons of God." When he was pressed, when when the people were about to stone him and they were asking him. Are you saying that you are the son of God, like that you are directly related to God and no one else is? He's saying, no, I'm saying I am related, connected to God just as the rest of you are. Like, Yeah, we are all sons and daughters. And that, that, that's actually a Gnostic, like a Gnostic a Christian 
Uh, yeah, if you passage. Read, if you read the Gospel of Thomas, it's basically the all is also one. In, all is one. That passage is also it's in the Gnostic Gospels and it's also in the Scriptures, the Christian Gospel. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a there's a, a handful of things in the Gospel of Thomas that are actually in the Bible as well. It's and it's interesting because it's supposedly written by Thomas, although nobody yeah. can confirm that. It's like how did um, the same passages get in both texts if one of them yeah, is completely be, false? Because the Dead Sea Scrolls is the Gospel of Thomas was in there, and those are older writings than a lot of the books of the Bible, like especially if they were within written within a few years of each other or something. Yeah, like they're that. older than the New Testament, right? Um, but yeah, uh, here's. Here's Graham. This is the last set of clips I got on Gnosticism. Then we can just Graham Hancock. talk about it. Graham Hancock. I was about to say, when you were playing this stuff earlier, I was like, you know what? Is Graham Hancock a Gnostic? Um, um, he's definitely not a Freemason, or at least that's what he says all the time. I'm not a Freemason. Because Randall Carlson's like a high-level Freemason. Right, he's kind of, yeah. But, uh, all right, yeah. I mean, I know you're not big into supernatural issues, but, you know, I when I look at all of this, I have to say... The Gnostics, uh, who, you know, to if I simplify the the idea, Gnostic ideas, the not we know about Gnostic ideas because a batch of texts were found buried at a place called Nakamadi in Upper Egypt near the Temple of Dendera in Upper Egypt, and they'd been buried for 1,600 years, and they were found in 1945, and they com contain a complete corpus of uh, ideas of a people who call themselves the Gnostics. And they see uh, a, a dark force at work in the universe, which is, which is seeking to snuff out the divine spark in humanity. And it's a supernatural force. And, and what they say is that the entity who we've been taught for the last 2,000 plus years to believe is God, <coughs> the, 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 the God of Abraham, who may be called Yahweh or who may be called Allah, that that, from the Gnostic point of view, that's not a God at all. That's a, that's a demon. So you could see if that is true, what the Gnostics believe, why they were considered so heretical and burned at the stake. Yeah. Absolutely. If that's true. <laughs> hey, uh, your God that you worship that is a you demon. Give everything he to created that the God that created. And they even admit yeah, that he demon. created all this. And you've been duped. Yeah. You've been like, the, the, like if, I mean, if, and honestly, from what I've read from the actual Gnostic text, I'm still not seeing most of what his claim was. Um, like in the Gnostic text. They did. Texts. It's like, is it, it like, are they drawing this from like an implication or something? Like a lot of Christians draw their uh, conclusions on it, theology. It, well, I need to look. I mean, Graham, Graham Hancock is a smart dude, right? Um, I personally, he might be right. I personally have tried to look into it and cannot find any Gnostic texts that right. specifically say yeah. that the God of the Bible is a demon. I need to read but my copy of. I have seen Gnostic texts saying that the snake in the Garden of Eden was actually trying to enlighten mankind, not to see. Well, them. it's the tree of the knowledge of, of good, good and evil. Yeah. It's enlightenment. We're going to get it's there. It's enlightenment actually. in any way, shape, or form, even from a Christian perspective. Satan was offering, my dad taught me, Satan was offering a form of enlightenment or knowledge. It was yeah. just forbidden enlightenment and knowledge. And in the fundamentalist evangelical Christian mind, even if you accept that, that there was enlightenment that was, you know, trying to be uh, transferred and conveyed by, by Lucifer, right? It's forbidden. And the authority, the holiness, the purity is what is most important, you know, like, and so, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like stay a baby. Makes it still makes it deserving of hell. Stay a baby. It's enlightenment. Stay a baby. Yep. Stay a baby. Don't stay think. Baby. Don't know about good and ill evil. All right. Uh, but that, from the Gnostic point of view, that's not a god at all. That's a that's a Hancock. demon. That's a lower level supernatural who's got this huge inflated ego who wants to be praised and worshipped, who's constantly urging his followers on to acts of violence and and war. Um, and I think it's I, I we cannot say there are any facts in this area maybe it's just the dark side of the human psyche mm. uh, and maybe it's all generated by our brains or maybe there is a supernatural realm but i think it's i think it's a i think gnosticism is a very useful uh, tool to look at the society we live in today they believe that there were entities called archons who are evil angels mm. who disguise themselves as human beings and mingle with us mm-hmm. this is where i disagree with the graham hancock now hang on though Archons. Blizzard people, dude. <laughs> they intermingle. Like, you want to hear the last? You want to hear that again? Go they ahead. believe that there were entities called Archons who are evil angels who disguise themselves as human beings and mingle with us to drive us into all manner of crimes and, and beha- behavior that is hostile to them. No, the, okay. Let me back that up. Okay, so the Christians even though it's biblical and the Bible says that like Satan will reign and like we're all going to be deceived in book of revelations and there's like going to be a good, the great deceit and most of like only 144,000 chosen people and the whole, you know, all that shit are going to see the scam coming. Yeah. Um, that is like completely the opposite. Or, I mean, that is actually close to Gnosticism, but it's completely the opposite of what Christians nowadays act like, like the average well, now less than later. But I'm a, even some now, but like 10 years ago, especially like Christians would not accept that like the government would ever do anything evil. Right. And it's the like government would just do, because let alone there yeah. being demons that actually affect. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like intermingle with people and or possess people or whatever. Yeah. But on one level, it's like, yeah, there's they're like they couldn't even like they wouldn't even think that Dick Cheney might have done something shady around 9-11, like never in a million years. God appointed him. But when Obama came around, then it was like, oh, this guy, <laughs> even though, like, I thought you said everybody in power is determined by God, but whatever. Right. That kind of logic is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, um, what am I talking about? I'm fucked up. Narcissism. Oh, yeah. No, what I'm talking about is, what I'm talking about is lizard people. <laughs> Archons. Yeah. I see. Okay. So I still disagree with Graham Hancock in, in, in his statement that this is, st- this is still a useful way to look at the world. It's about as useful to me as Christianity is. Well, it it's, is useful false, when you're trying to like view of reality is it is use. Well, according to, I don't agree with what his in interpretation my, of Gnosticism is. I haven't, I haven't met, granted he's smarter than me. He might've looked into it more right. than me. That's what he said is not my understanding of Gnosticism, but I do like the idea of the, the archons, as he called them, or what uh, David Icke would call the reptilians, or what some people would call the Anunnaki, the guys that believe the Anunnaki were bad, or you know, at like every religion, ancient culture had versions of them, but mm-hmm. things that can pretend to be people, but are not people. Hillary <clears throat> Clinton. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, George Soros, <coughs> George Soros. 
See, Joe Biden, I don't know. I think it's more likely that you're right. He's a clone. I think, no, I think he's he's one, the exact same thing as Hillary Clinton, Clinton and George Soros. He's just malfunctioning. <laughs> well, they're all malfunctioning. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the... Uh, but, it so, depends so, how far you want to go into what, like what the I'm astral to say realm this, and like space... Right. Not space shit, but astral like... Uh, different types of breeds of like interdimensional aliens like clockwork elves and then you got right. the reptilians the reptilians literally can just take it depends how far you want to get into this but the reptilians can take over people's bodies it's not like they were born a reptilian it's like extra dimensional that's the so you're talking about an extra dimensional being that has a, demons basically I mean, yeah basically basically what we would think of as a demon yes um you know um, being an actual thing that <laughs> I just I don't necessarily I just don't know I just don't know Um, I think I think people are people and people can be absolutely horrific. Well, there's definitely if if there's good beings out there, if there's bad ones, there's good ones. If there's there's bad ones, there's good make people bad. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but this the thing what you would think that, but then you start looking into how all the elite all believe in this weird religion that involves child sacrifice, and there's beings telling them to do that. And I mean, it could, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. It, it, and they're it's, all, most of them are into big well, I mean, amounts of psychedelics. Well, I will say this. If you're gonna buy into the concept of there being angels or good, good fairy you beings could call them out there looking, or whatever. Or looking out for your good and being positive like type beings out there, you definitely have to acknowledge the existence of some sort of a negative evil being that's gonna, you know, seek to corrupt and to infiltrate and manipulate. Yeah, because like, everything is on one, everything is a positive and a negative. It's almost a game. And if this is a test, there's got to be, it can't all be people helping you. You got to have some people dragging you down. And I mean, this stuff kind of sounds insane and ridiculous, but when, well, we're, when, talk, we're, we're talking high in the clouds. Wait, this is no, not, no, but like there's I mean, a way you can bring this back around in a way that makes it far more reasonable and, 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 and compatible with common sense. And that's that, you know, a hundred years ago, we didn't know of the existence of um, other wavelengths of light. We didn't know of the existence of, right, yeah. you know, all these different signals and, and things like that that would be considered like fairy tales and shit. Can you I know? stop you real quick? Yeah. There were smart people and even people that had hidden knowledge, whether you want to say the Freemasons, the Illuminati, you know, old ancient, like the Egyptians. There was always, there's always been secret knowledge. Right. And back in the day, secret knowledge was, you know, uh, astronomy, um, all kinds like even masonry like building the cathedrals some of that like it was the equivalent of classified information today right uh there's always been hidden knowledge so don't you think like nowadays i'm sure there are um things even way crazier than cern going on where there's a group of people in the know about the nature of reality the afterlife like it's hidden knowledge somebody by now has figured it out it's possible but I mean, but the thing is, is that what makes this all not nonsense is the fact that there are many things that exist that we all acknowledge to be absolutely real, that we cannot perceive with the human eye, that we cannot detect in any way, shape, or form. We only accept, accept it as base reality, as uniform reality, because it's presented to us by authorities, by people we trust, you know, scientists, right. things like that, you know, um... There could what, be these secret knowledges. There could be these things that are out there. Well, there's always been secret knowledges. The question you is, know. now that they've released so much to the public domain, what are they holding on to that they don't tell us about? 
And the thing is, they. I mean, they is so non-specific. It's, it is it's non. Just, okay. Oh I'm. But but, at a certain point, like even no, even uh, gnosticism, gnosis, it's like hidden knowledge. It's right. like the literal definition of gnosis. I'm pretty sure. So, there's always been secret well, societies, yeah. um, and the Gnostics had to be secret because they were getting killed. <laughs> so. I mean, well, at, at a certain time. Yeah, not time. The like or not, not in their creation. They weren't immediately banned because I mean, uh, well, Christians uh, were at, and Christians were banned first. Yeah, they were murdering <laughs> Christians, and then yeah. Gnostics started getting murdered after the Christians took power. After Constantine, you always to, you always got to get a boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, you always got to yeah. have a boogeyman. First, the Christians the boogeyman, and they're like, oh shit, the Christians won. Now the Gnostics will be the boogeyman. I wish I knew the dates around all this stuff so. It would be way more legit when we actually talk about history. Like I could say this happened. Nah, on this dude, day. it's way more fun to just make it up as you go. <laughs> I didn't pull any dates for anything. I'm an expert, trust me. I've read a lot about Gnosticism. I've read actual Gnostic texts. I did not pull a single date for anything. I've read things. So this is and all, I have listened to YouTube videos. This is all so. exactly yeah. This is all gonna be, comp but at the same time, I still feel more confident than what Graham Hancock is saying about Gnosticism. Unless we're just on you know, totally right. different pages. With I definitely need to read my copy of Supernatural. They believe that there were Cosco, entities called different. Um, which uh, our listeners should purchase. And Magicians of the Gods and Fingerprints of the Gods. Also written by uh, Graham Hancock. You know, go go check that out. Yeah, I got I have a couple books. And I think neither of them are any of those. But I have read... Uh, I mean, those are Magicians the three the most popular books right there. I just listed. Yeah, I bought like another... I bought like a different one. Hmm. I bought a couple different. Or just listen to him talk because his voice is like buttery, smooth silk. I like know? Terrence McKenna because you have to read, you have to read, two hundred and fifty pages, like ten times to understand what the hell he's trying to say. <laughs> like, and also, the, you hear his voice every, as you read what he's yeah, written. And his every, it's so, so trippy. Unique. Like I, every time I read a page of Terrence McKenna, I'm like, what did I just read? I like right, read that. Right. I read all the words. I still don't understand what he was trying to say. Like I think I'm a deep thinker. Like Terrence McKenna was on a whole other level, man. and he was a CIA spook, more than likely. What? Oh yeah, no. We can do a whole episode no, on Terrence. Don't don't ruin Terrence McKenna for me. We can you do piece a whole, of shit. We can do a whole episode on. Hey, that don't mean I he was you. bad. That don't mean he was bad. He's one of my gods, man. He's, you're he, gonna take this away from me, dude. I was I was CIA a Terrence spook. I, that, what do you mean that doesn't mean he was bad? It's like saying he was a There's Nazi good people and in the CIA. going, no, oh, no, 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 no. There's good people in the CIA. <laughs> I, would, I don't think he was one of them, but. You don't think he was a good person? No. What was he trying to, so you think he was like okay, Timothy. this is a big so, Okay, sidebar. wait, so are you saying Timothy that Terrence McKenna and Timothy Leary, Leary was a better were person. being weaponized by the CIA and they knew Just like about John it? Lennon is that was. what you're trying to imply? John Lennon was accidentally weaponized. Um, no, I don't um, buy this. Okay, I'm so. Out. I'm out. Peace. So, uh. Oh shit! What were <laughs> you just had a question right before that? You mentioned about Terrence McKenna being a CIA spook, so I, I you, oh, you, you no, take you responsibility said, for this blunder. No, I remember. Okay, so no, you just said a second ago, like, um, what was bad that Terrence McKenna did or said? I have a lot of different thoughts on this most of what I, he said i loved like 95 percent of it but a little bit of poison in that medicine can make a big difference and one of the things he always went on is what bill gates always go on depopulation eugenics like getting like lower in the population 
humans are bad. We like that kind of shit. Well, I mean, dude, there's t- always two sides of a coin. I, so you you say that as if it's some sort of her- horrific thing, but like on the other side of it, the opposite of that philosophy is that humans are amazing and that we should populate as much as fucking possible. And I don't know that I'd necessarily agree with that either. I wouldn't. Well, why not just let things the, lie? I wouldn't agree. Happens, I wouldn't happen. agree with. Well, he, I don't know. He's, he made a lot of slide references to eugenics a lot. And he also said, um, okay, I'm not going to defend eugenics, but I'm, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and he also, um, he's not as near as bad as Bill Gates and he had way more good to say than bad, but he also had like a couple speeches where he's like, and there's multiple ways you can take this. And I actually probably tend to take it the latter, but the first way you can take this is he's like, yeah, I was doing talks like these. They always say, why don't they drag you away? And he's like, well, I've, after doing talks like these long enough, they found me and they, ha- they had me work for them. He even says they in a weird, weird way. No, please. But no, he says no. this in multiple speeches, but here's a way you could take that. Here's a way you could take that if you wanted to give him an out, which is possible. And I'm 50, 50 on it. Maybe by they, he meant like the clockwork elves, whatever beans he was talking to in that world. But he says, I don't the, know that's necessarily better. Yeah, well, well, he definitely had a, yeah, he he was he was talking to thanks, him. man. He's li- I appreciate dude, this. McKenna McKenna's literally talking about how if you take enough mushrooms, you see blueprints for intergalactic battleships okay, and weapons. So yeah, there's definitely going to be some bullshit in there, obviously, but still. Well, I'm not saying that he's wrong, <laughs> and I think uh, once going back to the reptile people, once you get to a Hillary Clinton level where you're sacrificing kids, weapons. allegedly. Right those blueprints become a little more clear and you get a little more radio closer radio signal to that dark frequency. There's higher frequencies that people can go to, but not Not if they want to gain power. If they want to gain power, they got to go to the dark frequencies. I get you. My bullshit, like, radar is going off so hard right now. Just wait till you hear Graham Hancock. Oh, God. They believed that there were entities called archons who are evil angels who disguise themselves as human beings and mingle with us to drive us into all manner of crimes and and behavior that is hostile to the nature of the soul. And that's what I see happening everywhere. But they believed fundamentally we are good and that we have this light within us and that that the way to reveal that light is through is through knowledge that's why the serpent in the garden of eden is the good guy in the gnostic frame of reference well, that's very bizarre <laughs> the serpent being the good guy he's the good guy because he's saying to adam and eve you have to know the difference between good and evil you can't just be these thoughtless meat creatures you know who are wandering around in a happy days in the garden if you're going to grow and develop you have to make choices between good and evil and it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil that the serpent introduces adam and eve to and says you need to eat from that and if and 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 actually i i I would say this is true you we do need to we are defined by our choices it's through our choices that we grow and if we're ignorant of the context how can we hope to grow that's actually something that I, yeah. See, like, that's There's something every, to that. Every clip of Graham Hancock talking about Gnosticism, I, like, agree with a chunk of it. But right. then some of it, it's like, dude, I've read a lot. Maybe, and like I said, he's smarter than me. Maybe he picks up something I didn't. But everything I've read on Gnosticism from, like, the most direct sources I can find, do not talk about the serpent. No, the serpent's in there being the, being, like, trying to actually, like, awaken adam and eve it's like definitely a mm-hmm. metaphor for psychedelics so what was he what, what was it that he said there that was wrong 
of about the creator of the universe being like an evil god, like a right. demon. Right. That is, um, and that even that was brought how up. How is in that Waking even Life. possible? How well, can how can the creator be one thing? That 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 just doesn't make logical well, it's, sense. It's okay. Well, here's how can a Waking evil Life, creator create a good thing? No, because Logic, follow that. No, 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 because. There's an actual god outside of that, but this demon has locked us in this basically time prison. Okay, so there's like a super god, and then there's like there's, there's an actual god, god, there's like a bad and then, god, yeah. and that god created okay, this time there's prison. There's so many ways, and to we're locked inside yeah, yeah. it. Okay, so there's so many ways to explain <laughs> this. Let me just give you the version of what the Catholics claim is what was going on. Okay, all right, I'm with you. The, the Catholic Church, when they were killing all these Gnostics, they basically said kind of what Graham Hancock said, and I liked Waking Life's way of explaining it way better because it was not. Uh, they still brought up the de- like basically the creator of this reality being a demon, but they explained it in a better context in Waking Life. But yeah, that yeah. is what the Catholics said. They were like, they believe the God of the Bible is a demon. The serpent was a good guy, which the serpent part is true. And that this entire and basically we're in like this mind prison, like basically the spiritual prison, whether it's some punishment for like forever or for a term a temporary amount of time but they basically believe like physical reality was basically a prison like a veil that we are in according to the christians they they like um according to the christians about the gnostics about the gnostics okay. they yeah. believe basically this is like a like a demon has us trapped in this like false time reality prison. yeah and it might be like hell like they didn't really go for like they didn't really that's believe they didn't so, believe in heaven and hell though. I just that's just so but wait, like, fetched, man. Yeah, but they didn't believe in heaven or hell either. It's hard to exactly. And like, all, here's this the, is it's all hard, just nuts. It's hard to it's hard to explain it. It's really it's like the further you get into Gnosticism, when you get away from what other people said about it, like the writings are way more close to Buddhism. Right. I mean, when you yeah. That, that, that's why I wanted to talk about whether or not they believe the nature of reality was was something evil or corrupt. Yeah, see, or I'm false. still I'm still on what the like the church Christian church believed that was saying about, they were heretics. Said, okay, what they after they well, burned their before writings. We move on from wait, this. hang on though. Like after they burned their writings, this is what they said about the Gnostics. Right. Just one quick boil down so we can get that out of the way. A demon or like the the god that thinks they got the Christian god, the uh, Jewish god, Judeo Christian god. Yahweh. Yeah, yeah. Yahweh's a demon. He created this and we're being locked in a prison. And the serpent came and to try to wait, help wake us up out of this prison because like you could look at it as like a demon put us in a prison or you could look at it like there's so many actually Hinduism and even Buddhism a little bit kind of really echo this where it's basically we're in like a, a testing simulator to ascend to the next level. There are evil spiritual forces out there to try to keep us stuck here before we can ascend. So we have to have like challenges to overcome just like in your life. Like you would not really, neither of us would be a good person if we didn't have hardships. Uh, uh, it's like, I see never made a skilled sailor. Exactly. It's the law of the universe basically. Exactly. So that's, that's a kind of what the these things, these things are inseparable. You can't have good without bad. You can't grow without trial, you know, trials and tribulations. Yeah. As soon as it's, you have one thing, you have to have its opposite exactly, always. Exactly. So, that, I mean, and we it's, it's mathematically true, but at the same time, it's weird to think about how that would play out. And I'm, when right. I'm talking about Gnostic beliefs or lizard people, 
I have no proof. I don't even believe. Well, and I don't so, even necessarily believe it, but it's like it's all thought experience. When it comes down to it, it's all a thought experiment. And what you're saying but, makes a lot of sense, and it makes a lot of sense to say that the Christians said that the Gnostics believe this because the Christians believe a very similar form of this. Um, I mean, I, I grew up believing that basically the way they broke the theology down to me. Um, we were as the animals were in the Garden of Eden. When God created us, he created us just like all of the other animals. Really? Yes, without and, the knowledge of good and evil. And so we were supposed and, to and, stay dumb. And yes, the, we were supposed to stay dumb. But, uh, but God, in his, and see, my particular flavor of Christianity was also the, was not the, um, we didn't, we, we were Calvinists, as a lot of people like to call us. We, we call yeah. ourselves, we believed in election. Um, that God is all seeing, omniscient, everything that has ever happened and ever will happen is all within his knowledge and his I, plan in a sense, at I, the end and at the very beginning. Yeah, it, it, right? in a sense, I believe that. But my problem with well, the Calvinism well, thing. Can I, the, can I yeah, but I know, the, I know all about Calvinism, but one interjection. Well, yeah, I'm, just the interjection I have is I don't understand why Calvinists always insist on trying to save other people if god already decided if they were going to be saved already anyway because we still have to do the work okay. because you because you because you because uh, you're part of the because plan. they say that it's part of the plan yeah. exactly you have no free choice you, you can't just then say god knows everything so everything's in his plan so yeah. just chill out and relax because <laughs> uh, okay. god's gonna take care uh, okay. of it. that that that's the way they reason See, that's that. where the logic there's, falls there's holes there's holes in logic yeah. absolutely yeah. but like, but they would say that we were like animals. We were supposed to be dumb. We were supposed to not have this knowledge of evil because the knowledge of evil brings about the temptations <laughs> to commit evil and then break uh, God's, dude, you, should you know, be a step outside of his holiness you be and his purity. I've been told that about a hundred thousand times. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and basically. Let's start a gospel radio show, dude. <laughs> here we go. I'll do that on the side. And All I'll, right. I'll infiltrate like one of the archons. Um, Ooh, dude, I bet Joel Olstein, dude, Joel Olstein, Joel he's got Olstein, a good gig, man. He's total archon. He's got a couple of private Joel, jets from Joel Olstein, total archon. Definitely, dude. he's all oh, in the adrenaline room. He's totally an archon. But so, so basically, the serpent and their <laughs> from their perspective, see now this is where it falls apart for me. I don't understand how you can say God has complete knowledge, complete control of all things. He is also all pure. And doesn't want any like and, and 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 nothing that comes from him is evil, right? And then he creates Lucifer, this beautiful angel, who then falls in love with his own beauty but, and but his own why. vanity, and then is able to have the free will to make the decision to to step outside of God's authority and try to take his glory for himself. Because basically, Lucifer's function—I don't know if you know this. Well, what was it? That was, that was me. <laughs> Who's for, I got a little excited there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, religious stuff really gets me going. Uh, <clears throat> Lucifer's function in heaven was to be basically a mirror for God. I don't know if you knew this, but, yeah, in, but this, in God's basically royal chamber, right? Lucifer is suspended up above everything like yeah. a chandelier reflecting the light and the glory of God. He supposedly looked at himself and said, wow, I'm so beautiful. But even uh, the I even the Calvinists believe that God created Lucifer intentionally, knowing He would do all that. Exactly. So yeah. what I don't understand is what. So assuming all that's true, why does Lucifer bring the knowledge of good and evil and tempt? Why does he tempt people? I think the idea is that he's sort of also like got this jester, Joker aspect of him that he's mm -hmm. just playing. He was literally just playing with people and was like, "Hey, uh, God's the only rule you have is that you're not supposed to eat this fruit here. Mm -hmm. um, why, why don't you do that?" 
You know, why, why, why doesn't he want you to do that? Why doesn't God want you to eat this fruit? Yeah. It, must, it, it, must it be also really depends good. how literally like, you want to take it. Like, is it a metaor or you want to take no, the whole they, story they, literally? They taught me literal. literal. Well, yeah. No, so do my parents. Yeah. But right. um I don't look a I've still like have a lot of respect for a lot of the stories in the Bible. Absolutely. I, I don't take that story literal. I do take the Noah's flood story literal. Yeah, I want to say all this if it sounds like I'm being sacrilegious or hateful of Christianity. I'm I'm, I'm really not. You don't know the baby the, out no, of the bathwater. Yeah. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of but truth. you get my there's comparison though. Like the Garden of Eden, I consider that a metaphor. Whether you take the like you know King James Bible, Southern Baptist version, or the Gnostic version, Garden of Eden's a metaphor. Noah's flood, real shit. Every religion I, well, I has a giant flood. Yeah, see, I'm I'm operating from a different set of principles because I'm not accepting it as truth from the beginning and then saying, well, this is a metaphor. Well, this is not a metaphor. It's all to me. Like there might be some truth in there. There might not. It's got different writers. It's got different people writing it. I would it's just not assume, even coming from one source. I would so just how can assume you say everything. it's all true or it's not all not true? There's a bunch of different authors. So one of them could be lying. Another one could be telling the truth. One of them could be manipulating. The other one could be trying to be honest. You know, it's well. You got yeah. So that goes back to what that goes back to who picked the books of the Bible, how many times they get translated, and then even though, like someone who says like the word of God can't be changed, and that's why we know the King James version is the best. (laughs) But then they'll say the NIV version is changed. That's not good. And it's like, wait, I thought you said the word of God couldn't be changed, but now you think that version of the Bible is not good. Does that make sense? It's the like, King James is King like, James is like the, way the 90th go. version of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why are you starting there from are there? Good go arguments. The Greek. There are good arguments that some of the King James translations are closer, but then you still got to go, where do they come from? It, I mean, it's I a, disagree with your theology, sir. <laughs> Why are we... Okay, where do we, let me go. Uh, let me go backtrack a little bit. Before we got to the, the Bible. Were you hating on the Bible? You got no. a problem with the Bible? No. Chris? I had a whole long rant I was going to make, but I, I don't lost give it. shit. Lost it. Lost the whole rant. Um, uh, so we're past lizard people. All right. Oh, yeah. About the, about the, uh, that's all I was going to say. I guess I already said it. The flood thing. Like, that's, I take that as a, there's historical events in the Bible where it's like, this probably actually happened and the dates line up. Oh yeah, well, some version of it. I mean, the, 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 Noah's flood is in like that that little the flood story is in every religion, epic. Hinduism. Is, that's in Hinduism. It's yeah. in it's in Greek so, mythology. Yeah, so you would take uh, that. Uh, what's his name? Atlantis. Oh, not, Plato talking about Atlantis sinking and ends up to match with the thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, but Beowulf, it's in that one. Uh, like there's. Oh, well, there, yeah, I mean, there's so many. Yeah. So like. Um, I guess I, I kind of want to save most of this for the Mark of the Beast episode, Apocalypse 1, but mm. mankind, the theory is, and this is kind of what Graham Hancock and Rand, Randall Carlson are into, and probably a lot of people that have secret knowledge that kept, if the Library of Alexandria didn't get burned, and if people know about why there's pyramids on six That's, different continents. Man, I wish. I'm sure there's secret societies that kept all that knowledge, I'm sure. And like, so why are there pyramids on seven different continents, six different continents, rather? I don't accept that. Um, also, I don't think that people have that knowledge, like that in the Library of Alexandria. But wait, not like not specifically, but similar stuff. Okay, secret knowledge. Right. Okay, all right. Uh, somebody knows why there's pyramids with the same symbols all all aligned to the North Star are on six different you don't continents. Think there's different theories way on that? before they had like, boats. Different, like how old do you think that is? 
Because, um, I mean, there still could be well, ancient go, knowledge what, about those things but that wait, are still let me just, just a perspective gonna, on it. Because I'm going to keep losing if I don't get this okay, one yeah, bit out. Uh, so we know there's all, like, we know there's all these pyramids. It's like, somebody knows why there's all these pyramids. Somebody mm -hmm. knows why there's all these pyramids and all this, and all this hidden knowledge. And somebody is keeping, even if they don't, the main theory is the same thing happens on a repeat cycle where mankind gets up to the mark of the beast level or uh you know nuclear weapons bioweapons wipes it wipes itself out and the strugglers rebuild over and over again until we can figure out how to get off this planet that's like in some ways a physical representation of the gnostic view there's bad forces trying to keep us locked into this prison and we keep and trying to keep us fighting with each other instead of all joining together now in a way you could say that's um like a utopia that's globalism but not necessarily as long as everybody's free so that's that's why it's but um right that that never happens because these um from the gnostic point of view these like you know or from the uh, David Icke lizard people point of view, there's these things, or from the Alex Jones, the Clockwork Elves, the CIA smoking DMT and coming up with all these blueprints. Any way, any angle you slice it, there's outside forces trying to keep mankind down. Whether you are talking from a spiritual ascension or uh, going exploring the stars ascension instead of fighting with each other, all these paradigms, including Gnosticism, come down to, and even Christianity, even though. Yeah, even Christianity, though, it's like, even though Christians won't admit there's bad forces in the world for some reason, th they'll still admit, yeah, the Bible says, like, Satan's in control of the planet until God comes back. So, it, there's a, it, it, like, Gnosticism fits really in well with that, but, like, the message after all, you get past that in Gnosticism is really, we're all, it's closer to Buddhism, it's like we all have the divine spark within us. Um, well, Buddhism's different from everything that you've just listed there. That's see that's well the last thing is Buddhism. Basically, it's all one, is what. Yeah. But the that there's outside forces trying to suppress well, humanity. Buddhism, oh, Buddhism not, has a lot of that. No. Yeah, it, it, uh, especially Hinduism. No. Hinduism, but no, but yeah, they, yeah, the way they explain yeah, but it's it, it's like an onion. It's the they, way they, they explain it. Well, it's it's not the it's it's the way it is. If you listen they, to Thomas Aquinas believe, or dude, um, they one of the most beautiful and and most worshipped gods within Hinduism. Shiva. is the destroyer shiva there's kali death yeah. they 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 see these things as just forces just like it's just it's like math it's like to have have growth you have to have suffering right so for there to be and new it, life and there has get, to be destruction and if you get far enough into gnosticism like and that destruction comes in if, love if you get far enough into gnosticism the like it's the same thing even if you even like christians that actually have thought it through like good theologists in christianity will admit that like yeah like evil was created just because like it's having part of having free will is evil yeah. has to exist there is no way to have freedom of choice if you don't have the choice it's, to make bad duality. decisions and and it's really love yeah. i mean and that, that that's the thing that but comes, that's what gnosticism that's the interesting says. thing about it that comes down to is that even in the destruction of the world within the hinduism uh faith you know the the, the within their belief in their metaphysics and they see shiva coming back and consuming the world in a fiery dance and that dance is done with love and th that's the thing is that like don't you think and it pulses it, in and out of reality right the and world well, ends and comes back hang and on ends before and comes we go back there like finish. don't you think that even like for there to be the devil 
right? The, the one who is the source of evil and all of the corrupt things in the world, right? That's an act of service to be that being, the loneliest being in the world. Yeah. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. And like, actually that ties in perfect because once you realize that absolute evil is necessary so that you can have absolute good. Right. Then that really is you almost knowing too much. That's why the tree knowledge of good and evil might not have been a good right. idea because then you're okay with being well, evil. And this, then you can embrace being evil. And it's like what Alan Watts says where it's like, once people take these chemicals that now are freely available, what what used to take 40 years of meditation, people can just take LSD. Right. And he's like, once they see through the game and see it is a game, what happens when they don't want to come back and keep playing the game? It oh, cause well, a see, breakdown no, no, of society. See, this is where it breaks down. I disagree. See, if you're actually perceiving it correctly, then you're not going to embrace the evil and want to be evil. Like, no, because that... that it it's, depends it's, who you still, are. No, it's still suffering. It's still suffering. No, but it's like, it's, it's negative. It depends. It is negative. It depends. It's there for a purpose, and it's there, and it's and Dude, it's there's part a reason. Of this marriage. There, this there's a reason the Joker. Evil, but like, there's a reason the Joker is so popular. Yeah, because we, we there's love, a reason we, because we love novelty and we love chaos. No, no, like there, you could t you could make the example not just in pop culture and history throughout all time, smart people end up being more evil on average. What do you the mean? More, what do you mean more evil? What does that Hitler mean? Hitler was smart as shit. Okay. This is one okay, this is one smart evil person. There's been a bunch Napoleon, of super smart pure, Napoleon, Robert E. Lee. It doesn't matter who you pick your hero, Alan pick your Watts. villain. The point is when you have hidden knowledge, especially on this level, which used to be carried down from secret societies until the CIA just gave everybody acid basically. Then everybody had the Satori moment and realized that everything's one and it really, things worked out. It actually worked out okay. But the point Alan Watts was making and the same reason there's secret knowledge is because like Alan Watts said, and it's a creepy line, but I love it where he's like, what happens when people realize it's a game and they decide they don't want to play anymore? They just don't come back into the game. And that does happen. That's yeah. There are people. Nothing wrong with that. And it just can happen from high IQ. It doesn't have to be a psychedelic experience yeah. or a mystical experience. But there are certain people that are so smart done. that they figure it out. They figure out that they can either A, just basically, I mean, Check that's out. what the royal bloodlines were back in Europe. They were trying to like, the royal bloodlines were crazy, like keeping family lines going over generations. Like they knew about a lot of things, or at least they thought they did, on how to keep uh, the karmic wheel moving and keep in power over generations. From an experiential standpoint, is what a lot okay, of people seem I, to believe. I get what you're saying. I hear the point. I hear what's being communicated, but I feel like you're painting a nefarious picture, kind of on purpose, just for fun. Like the yeah, thing it is, is a lot for fun. It's it's it just, is a lot but for you're fun. painting it to be nefarious. It's no, like but that's yeah, what I was... yeah, no. Some of it is nefarious. Sometimes you come to this realization, you realize it's all game, and you decide that you want to be the, Joker. the powerful. You want to be I'm the gesture. You want to be cars. the corrupt one. You want to be the one who causes the chaos. I want to be the one that messes up your game. I want to be a bully. Like you can do that, but there's a a ton of other reactions as well. Some people decide they're done. They check out. They're done. I don't. I'm not interested in this. I I see through it, and it's all again. Yeah. I'm I'm laughing. I wonder what happens. This is hilarious. To them after that though. I might kill myself. I might be done. <laughs> Some people they don't kill themselves. They're like, I'm gonna go meditate. I'm just gonna go sit in a temple for you know however many years and they do that and those people are monks and some people and do some podcasts. people decide they want to do good 
some and they want to help people podcasts. and those people give of themselves freely and then some people want to do podcasts <laughs> it's like a, it's like uh, a gesture form you know or uh, a form of gesture okay yeah but <laughs> but you get what but, i'm saying yes but like, I, I got sidetracked there and that was my bad but the main point was gnosticism's when you get far enough in, into it, it it like even from the christian explanation of it which is that. that a demon created this world even from their explanation if you go far enough into gnosticism and i don't even think the gnostics thought that you didn't get sidetracked but there. even i was making a point and my point was that it doesn't have to be nefarious no but you, you don't and have still to have this is what i'm, I'm gonna come back to it again because okay. even the gnostics like i said just like the hindus have shiva the god of destruction right even the gnostics from the christian perspective who believe okay. that still think it's all part of like god's plan Oh really? So they still they still accept it's this like super a God, super beings. It's like uh, a test. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's like a test. It's basically like just like how like that's the weird thing. It was like when you break down every religion enough, where there's Judaism, even Mormonism, Calvinism, um, Luciferian. I mean, Satanism, Luciferianism. They all have like these. If you break them down to their real nuts and bolts tenets, they all seem to kind of be cohesive in a weird way. Right. right. Where it's basically like everything, like the further you go into it, it's basically like everything has its place. There's a positive and a negative, and everything is one, and everything is a De going depending to, on the perspective. Everything is perfect. Everything is a go going according to plan. Right. Because even from the Gnostic perspective of we're trapped in like this, like weird prison simulation test by like some right. demon, it's basically so that we can ascend to a higher level afterwards. So, so I would say you're absolutely correct. The main difference there there is there is a a difference though that not all religions are the same when you break them down to their nuts and bolts right there's there's like two different divides there's the ones that believe in separation and there's the ones that believe in unity so that would be hinduism buddhism the ones that believe that ultimately in the end all things are one for there to be good there has to be the existence of evil yeah that's you not can't come to the end of all things and have heaven and hell where some people only experience good things well, for all of eternity only good and then some people only experience bad things for for all of eternity that's not the way yeah, it works the karmic, they need each other well they versus yeah, christianity and also nothing is permanent nothing nothing right nothing well versus christianity and 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 except and, the moment and the moment uh, islam and a couple of these other ones where <laughs> they believe in real separation that white must win alan watts talks about this a lot yeah you know the 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 that's believing in that separation between all things is well, what gets you caught up in this game that's There's, the fundamental difference right. i guess between gnosticism and christianity is gnosticism was right. way more mystical it was way more like a cosmic experience with god and like you experience everything being one and that this world was an illusion and mis and gnosticism and mist like mystic christianity gnosticism it was all really about direct experience through whatever form that direct took. knowledge direct mystical experience um they like th that and that's where the fundamental difference is between what the catholic church turned into christianity and the protestants yeah. made well, because that's, that's, even jesus talked about like you know jesus. i mean he fasted for 40 days and then he was in the desert hallucinating right. tripping his right. balls well that, that that's the difference is that they believe that you can't know god except through jesus you can't you have to trust him you can't have a direct knowledge of god that's this is what the christians believe versus the gnostics they believe that you can there's these avenues meditation psychedelics um 
uh, wandering around in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights yeah, and not eating. That'll do it. Everybody um, try that one. You know, yeah, me. that's that's a little bit more difficult, but uh, it'll you get know, you there. Yeah. You'll be in a damn a direct knowledge. They wonderland. believe in the existence of a direct knowledge of God and the Christians don't accept that. And that's why they hate each other. <laughs> well, that's why the Gnostics got well, killed. Yeah, the Gnostics got killed, I guess. Hatred was going one way street. All right. We just did hour seven. You want to end it there for now? Yeah, I mean, we didn't really break everything down completely, but, you know, that's a good little... Um, uh, also, I'm just getting... Summary. I was kind of worn out from that. Yeah, for That sure. was a lot. Of, that was, for like, sure. I usually... It's it's harder than political talk because I really got to think about it, and then I just... Well, end, and this is something that we can't break down to its nuts it's and just bolts. Up, like, so this is just kind of giving us our, yeah. our rambling It opinions. ends up just being rambling when you that's talk right. about philosophy. But, yeah, it was fun. Some people <clears> into this shit. Yeah. All right, peace.